Thank you again for tuning in to the Nerds Who Live podcast. As always, I'm your host, Nicholas. And today, me and Ms. Amber Dawn, just going to be us, no guests, just your hosts. And we're going to be going over meet day, game day, the competition, the platform. That's shit you've been working on, working for for the past, you know, three, four, six months of prep. That shit. We're going to discuss meet prep strategies, what you're looking at, nutrition, goals, and then meet day. Meet day, nutrition, strategies, what we like for between us, me and her, our differences there, our preferences. And then also going to answer some questions that we took on the instance from you for specific questions that we have. So should be fun. And yeah, hope you guys can take something from it, from what we've learned, because it is a big one. Meet day. It's, it's why we compete. That's the sport. To compete in your sport on the platform, to show up is when it counts. That's when you should max out. That's when you fucking leave it on the platform and hopefully you'll get the total you want. So it should be fun. We're excited about it. Well, we're always excited about every episode. I mean, we're biased. Also, full disclosure, I'm eating a giant, like, over-foot-long sub sandwich right now. So I went trained, came back, got showered, and getting everything ready to record with Amber. And, um, yeah, it's, this is just how I have to get it in. So you hear some crunching of a wrapper or chewing. Mind your business. I'm, 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 I'm in prep, too. We'll get into that. So, anyways, let's get Amber on. Can you hear me? Hey. Hey, how are you? Uh, um, not too bad. I just got back um, from training. I went to yeah. the gym and I scarfed down a like giant sub sandwich. And, uh, mm, that sounds good. It is. Jersey Mike's. They have like the like fucking really long, like, I don't know exactly how long they are, but. They're like long. foot long? They're over a foot, honestly. Oh, shit. Like, they're a little over a foot. Like, they're pretty... Yeah, they're a little over a foot. That's a big a sub. God. I mean, it's like 15 bucks, so it better be. Like, I want... Like, <laughs> That's also an expensive sub. <laughs> yeah, well, for most people, like, you know, they can fucking, eat, you know, break it up into two meals. I can... I'll smash the whole thing. What do, what do we have here? I, I think you got, you may have them down the States. They're like lumberjack sandwiches. They're like, I think they're like almost two feet long. Yeah, see, that's probably closer to, we don't think we have, I don't know if we have that, but I mean, that's, yeah, that's such that's what Jersey Mike's is. It's like fresh cut. We got the bread. So like, if I need like a lot of food and like decent ass price, like fast, yeah. it's an easy way to do it. 
Because I actually like, I forgot what day it was today. Like, I was like, oh, I'm going to go in later to train. And I was like, oh, fuck, today's Tuesday. Got to record. And then it was like fucking three o'clock. I was like, well, I'm going right now. <laughs> so, the week is flying by already. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not complaining because the faster time goes, the sooner I'll be in Portland. But, Hello. yes, yeah. yes. No, you know, it's, it's, it's good. But, I mean, uh, I went in and I, I went on like a short hike this morning. Not really like a hike, but like a fucking like a park walk to get my steps in. Yeah. Then, yeah, squats. Uh, squats felt, I felt like they weren't moving well. They look better. They look okay. Like they yeah. look better than they felt. But, yeah, eh. that, that was, that was kind of like my deadlifts today. Like I was just, my mind was not as focused on things as I would have liked. And, I just, I kind of felt like I was rushed when realistically I wasn't. Um, yeah. I'm busier now, so I have, like, less time to train, which is totally fine. But, like, in my mind, like, hey, I need to rush. So I, I probably could have slowed things down a little bit. But, like, watching my videos over, I was like, okay, they're actually not that bad. So. Yeah, like, I, I honestly thought my squats felt, like, total shite. And I was like, then I looked at them and I was like, okay, like. And sometimes you need to like take some time away from them and like and then go back and watch the videos. And you're like, okay, that, yeah, actually, it's not that bad. Yeah, I usually yeah, I usually watch them after. Like, yeah. sure. I don't watch them right away, um, but it is important. Like that's why you got to record. And I always tell people like it's not vanity. Like I don't. No, definitely not. If anything, I fucking hate seeing like shit. But like I, if I don't, then if we don't catch it, then. No, exactly. Coaches only catch so much. True. And like we, it's just good to record because then you know what to do in the next set. It's like, okay, I need more thoracic extension there, or I need to build my hips more. It's it's like, it could be something small, but if you don't pick up on it because you don't feel it, then it's hard to consistently make yourself better. Yeah. Like I, like just that, yeah, like for my two top, I had a top triple at 410, two top triples at 410. I did the first one with the Phantom Wraps, I did the second one with my Stronghouse Savages, and the, you know, the first one, I thought they were high, but then when I look back, I realized they, they weren't, but I don't know. I don't think about- you ever squat high. Like your depth is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> you know, consider, considering my femur length, it's I know, uh, I know. But like for me, I'm like I'm like oh, it felt high. I'm like okay, maybe it was fine. Um, but what? But like to what? To echo what you said. Like I noticed I had a I had a slightly wider hand position on my first set mm-hmm. than the second set, and I liked my torso position better on my first set. My Second set was faster, and I think my subsequent sets are always a little better than my first set. You just yeah. like get the feeling, but my torso position and like what looked rigid to me looked better on my first set with the wider grip. And so I was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, I should. They both felt I didn't feel them at the time, but like looking at it, I was like, yeah, that looks better, a little wider. And so I made that note for next time. I like a wider grip on the squats too. Um, I've done like the really narrow, really tight, and it just, I get zero lats. And like, particularly with like growing the size of my back, having a wider Mm -hmm. grip 
I just feel way more stable and I can actually utilize a lot more lat, which is yeah, me too. It's, it's a bracing aspect. Yeah. So. Um, I, it's been that exact, exact same thing for me, like to the T for the same reasons I, yeah. you know, switch. I used to do the talent grip mm-hmm. and I switched to full grip. Mm-hmm. And then Joe had made a, a comment that going that, that talon grip by choice. Cause I did it. I did talon because I was getting too much like fucking pressure on my elbow because right. I did have a, a much more put, pulled in um, grip back in December when I was doing the sleeve meet. It's okay. a, it was a lot tighter. And so I needed that. And I you know, moved it out over these past few months since December and then had the full grip. And it was doing pretty good, but he had mentioned that taking the pinky off for more external rotation for better depression um, when mm. it's not, when you can't, when you don't have to, but you can. And so I was like, oh, okay, I do, I always can use more lats, especially for my torso. So I fucked with that today and yeah, it felt good. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that, that was nice. And then again, the first video where it was a little wider, where I could pull down the lats harder, look more rigid, then I was about a thumb a little bit closer to try on the second one. And like looking at it, it, it I definitely looked like I had a better like chest and torso position, especially coming on the concentric. So interesting. I, I've never done it. Um, I might play around with it with squats. We'll see. Like I like the full grip. Um, I feel stable. But there like there's something to be said with actually like utilizing your pinky around the bar and squeezing with kind of like a bench press well and that's the thing but more external rotation you can like pull down and i I, like for me i still squeeze like and i I even still did that today like i'm still squeezing my pinky right it's not squeezing the bar it's squeezing my hand that's true but the activation still there like i i liked that little external rotation with the wider grip felt really nice today um, well, maybe I'll play around with that when I squat yeah. on Friday. I'm just kind of a bitch and it looks like it hurts. <laughs> it doesn't actually, as long as you, you put the, you have a good shelf. Like if you were someone who doesn't shelf and all the pressures in your arms, then yeah, yeah it'll hurt. But it does like it, cause I mean, you're grabbing the same way. It just is underneath. You are. And then you're, you're pushing, you're squeezing more into your hand. Yeah. Okay. Like, no, it's. I'll mess around with that and see how yeah. it feels. With a wider grip, like I said, I was surprised. It's worth feeling. It's worth trying. It's worth playing around, absolutely. To see, yeah, and um, and then seeing if, if if you like it or not. Yeah. I mean, you know, whatever, whatever works. But yeah, definitely worth the experiment, um, especially for prep. And actually, good segue. That's the topic. Into our topic. So Into we're both topic. in prep. And you are, you're, you're farther out than me. You are what, 10 I'm weeks? just under 11 weeks now. Just under 11. I was close. And then I am at, I'm just under one, two, three, four, five. I'm just under five weeks. Oh, damn. It's coming so fast. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you, you compete, you compete the 26th. 27th. 27th. Right. Okay. I weigh, weigh in on the 26th, Saturday, compete on 27th on Sunday. Right. Um, and yeah, so that should be fun. Um, you know, and obviously we got our questions, which was fun. What did you, what did you get any questions? Honestly, I, I didn't really get any questions. 
Well, I think because, fuck like, them, I, then. <laughs> no, the community that uh, typically follows me, they're a lot, like, they've been competing for a long time, so I, I didn't expect many. Well, um, they, they still could have been like, hey, guys, talk about this. Like, maybe they know oh, that. It's okay. It's okay. You I got know. A fair, you got a fair amount of questions, so. I know. Um, so, we were looking for... Pull up a few of these and give them an answer. Yes, it was so one one of the bigger ones was uh, getting your mind right um, for a course of a long meet day, and then yes. attempt selection and warm up jumps were um, like the two like good, really good not joke questions. All those joke questions came from Marshall, by the way. So hi, Marshall. <laughs> And one of them that I, I did, I did share, get one question from a client of mine, but it was it was like a joke question. It was it was kind of, it was like how do I basically how do I complete a meet and not bomb out so I don't fail my family? <laughs> well, I mean the answer is within the question. Want to not bomb out? Don't bomb out. <laughs> <laughs> fucking open, fucking light as fuck. <laughs> as fuck, especially if it's your first competition be super super conservative yeah you know, like you're just going in to get a total and that's what matters yeah and then that also goes into jumps and like the, the attempt selection and stuff but maybe maybe we should start with prep and like let's when we can move in move into those um okay. like because so most typical meat preps like full is like three months out like with yeah, the programming 12, weeks. 12 you know, like 12 weeks so You've never done a meet before or with that programming 12 weeks is like the ideal amount of time to to kind of peak literally peak yourself into that yeah. um how this will be your first meet with chris right it will be yes okay so maybe I mean, obviously you haven't done it fully yet but in the past what was a general like over block overview from like three months out uh, pretty typical um, to start with, say, like a higher volume, more hypertrophy, um, and then you build intensity, or some people call it a strength phase, and then you peak. Yeah. Like the last four weeks are, you're looking at like heavy doubles, heavy singles, um, yeah. you know, always take, typically your last deadlift is about like two weeks out, 10 days out, he last heavy squat is 10 days out, and last bench is usually about seven days out. Yep. I feel like that's pretty. I feel like that's a pretty like standard for yeah. like season lifters. Um, so I can say like Scott Miller's programming is um, unique in the fact that so three months out is it, similar. Like we do, it's a lot of five by sixes, um, and then like a lot of back. He really likes back down volume, um, either with variation or with the same thing. Mm -hmm. um, so that's pretty typical. It's a hypertrophy slash strength, you know, phase, and it does. Um, Scott's blocks anyway are essentially um, what's a meso. Meso is big. Meso is small, right? Mesocycle. Yeah. Mesocycle. Yeah. So it's so they're basically mesocycles where the first week is always the lightest. They build fourth week is the heaviest, and then when you get a new block, that first week will be, you know, cut down lighter. Um, second month in which is essentially what i'm at now is it's essentially a mini peak so it's a lot of um triples um with back down 
mm-hmm. also work. So I basically had three by threes with back down three by threes or two by threes or two by sixes um, with the top sets for all of this stuff. Um, he also does like to throw in, he takes away one day. So I go from five days to four days on the second month which is where I'm at now. But he does give me a, a, my fourth day is a squat and bench day. So I have squat day, bench day, pull day, squat and bench day. Okay. Um, so it's, so that's how he likes to do it. And the second month, like where I'm at right now, you'll kind of peak. And so like I had three by threes these past two weeks, pretty much everything. And this week I have, um, like today it was my two by three squat day. Mm-hmm. And then I'll have, I think two by three and, and some three by three back downs for pulls and bench. Then my last squat day for the week will be three by three. The next week it's starting to kind of like peak for the peak. So I have, right. I have a, like a heavy, I have one heavy semi heavy triple. And then a, the last squat day next week is actually going to be two sets of three of even heavier triple. So it kind of, it's kind of like priming for that. So for these next two weeks, you're going to get me ready to like really like hit heavier um, for the last like four weeks out. Right. Um, and also he does not do, so a lot of, of coaches will do, let's pull your openers. Your last, um, you know, heavy is going to be essentially close to that. He likes to do, um, you have a heavy triple, heavy double, and then he likes to do like either two sets or three sets of a heavy single. Um, and he will base like my openers off of my heavy triple. My mm-hmm. second attempt will be based off of um, how my heavy double move, wh- whatever that weight was. And then what my heavy singles look like is it's going to be like kind of an average between those and then yep. solo on the third. So he doesn't like to do like, oh, let's pull openers or whatever. It's triple, heavy triple, heavy double, and then um, multiple set right. leading in. And see, like that, that's what I'm typically used to as well. So I'm, I'm, I have no idea how prep is going to go. Um, I'm just waiting until I'm down to see Chris in September to discuss everything. Cause yeah. it'll be, I'll be like nine and a half weeks out at that point. So it's still plenty of time. Yeah. Um, right now it's seemingly a ton of variation. So I only really have one competition lift, which is my squats. Um, I've been doing pause squats and wraps with, um, I'll start with those. And then I go into this week, I believe I have a a three or two by three, just no pause. Um, But like with deadlifts, I've been doing variations. So a lot of banded work with sumo, deficit pulls conventional. Uh, All my bench work is variation. So I'm doing dead press, uh, long pauses, and speed work. Yeah. So this is all like new for me. Um, But like we're reinforcing things, which is, I I would say that I I think everybody definitely needs that, but I know I do. And it's just going to make me more confident to when I don't have variation work and I'm kind of starting to see what this year has done yeah i think so i think your progress really has shown and i bet you come because you're like nine you're you're going to be nine weeks out by that point so that means you'll get your probably the week after that you'll get your next block being eight weeks out and that 
is probably when you'll get your uh, like your straight like comp lifts. Yeah, I probably the same thing like three by threes, you know, or three by fours, two by threes. Yeah, um, we'll see what he has going on. I. I he might completely change things up for when I go down there because um, I'll get a deadlift session in with Chris and a squat session. Um, yeah. I don't know if these pauses will like pause squats and all of this variation work will carry into that. I'm just, I just do what he says. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. Yeah. And he'll, I mean, he'll, he'll call the audible when you're there as coaches do. Totally. Uh, it'll be, it'll but, be good. Cause even like you said, even by then it's plenty of time. Oh yeah. That eight weeks. Be, and it, it's really like it's a perfect time to actually get some face-to-face -face training time with him like one-on-one -on -one. so yeah. I'm excited to get that done and leave with more knowledge and a lot more confidence and and yeah. I have no idea how he peaks I don't know if he wants like if he likes to have openers and whatnot pulled I I'm not sure but with an experienced coach they, they'll be able to tell you just like Scott does where your opener should be based on like those triples and doubles yeah if i recall just from conversations with ransom you know with bridgeford he kind of bridgeford kind of does his own version of that too where it's yeah we're like let's see where your heavy heaviest triple let's see where you know multiple sets of some heavy doubles and then you know and then your your singles for, but most like scott likes multiple set singles so i'll get two or three sets of singles um, who doesn't like that, singles though <laughs> yeah well, well what I mean I think a lot because like a lot of but like it's still volume like three sets of, of a heavy single is still volume you know and uh, it's just a different type of volume yeah and and uh, so that really can and he can Scott likes to see okay let's look at those three heavy singles were you consistent was your third single dog shit um mm -hmm. Like, did it move well? Did you have to take? Like, so he can, he's really good. He likes having those references. Whenever I've worked with him, he's come for my meets. We, that's how we always talk. He's like, he's like, all right, so we're, your heaviest triple was X. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, about right. He's like, okay, cool. Let's, you know, your heaviest double was that. My, my openers are always kind of like in between my heavy double and my heavy triple. Like, heavy a little triple. bit. Yeah. No, that makes sense. A little bit. And it's like right in there. So it's like, cool, we got that. And uh, it, it also totally depends on the lifter themselves. Like some athletes really need that. Like they really need to pull their openers. Like they need to pull squat bench. They, they need to have confidence with that weight. Yeah. Which, which is, I mean, kind of the same. That's why Scott likes doing that. He's like, Hey, you're, you, let's say dead. Like I remember my opening deadlift was four forty. 440, I think, in December, or maybe just under 437 or something like that. But my heaviest triple in that prep was uh, 445. And I pulled right. the, that was my heaviest triple. So like, I was like, yeah, I think it might've been 437. But we had 437, uh, my second was 468. And then we went for the 491, which slipped out of lockout. So yeah, it was, so it was like 437. It was, I have done that. No problem. Yeah. So. And it yeah. It's again, like it's totally, I would say that it's totally dependent and that's a conversation that you can have with your athletes or it's just like, yeah, this is how I would like to do it. But how do you feel? Like, would you, 
are you going to feel more confident if you know that you can move that weight again confidently um yeah so it's i would say like with brand new lifters for their first competition it's not a bad idea to have them move their openers before yeah. stepping on the platform yeah or or in the same way like you know, like you tell them hey your opener is going to be that thing that we that that you just tripled today yeah oh exactly exactly because like opener you got it they, they say it's roughly like 87 to 90 percent yeah exactly um and again it goes into like attempt selection and we'll get we'll get to that um but let, then let's talk about for meat prep you have your nutrition um obviously so many people fucking think they have to cut which is hor horrible yeah. on first or even second yeah. meat. that's definitely particularly with women i don't and I'm talking about that, but but guys, guys too. It's, it's like there's this this it's the still this trendy thing where like oh, I want to cut weight for cool, and like it's your first meet, dude. Just go in and get a total. Nobody cares. Like your weight class only even fucking matters if you're in the top ten percentile of your of your, of your class. Really, yeah. at like a high level, or you you are going for either a specific total to qualify. Yep. And or like some records. Um, that's it. Those are the only reasons that you should even have to worry because then you do, you know, the right weight for the right whatever. Yeah, totally. Um, like I've, I, never... I've been guilty of that. Completely guilty. Like this is the first time that I'm probably I'm going to walk into a meet and not worry about cutting at all. Not even just worrying about like 24 hours prior to meet. I stop eating sort of thing like this is going to be the first time that i'm not going to do that yeah um it's awesome by the way you're going to love it uh this huh. is going to be my first meet having to actually like work like because i've been you know obviously trying to break 200 i finally do and now i started sitting at 208 but i want to compete at 198, 198 i want yeah. the class one total i want the i want the 90k um class one total which will allow me to qualify for nationals next year right um that's why i want to do that so that's why in the up next class up i don't think i will quite be i think the numbers won't i don't think i'll have the numbers to okay to, to hit that like um so but it's not bad i mean two uh, 208 and i already have started like you know i i talked to um to k k helped me just like like take like what I had from like Paul originally for my for my book for like right. putting on the muscle and then re kind of recalibrate it for like all right let's to lean to do a nice little slow lean. Um, I last time I checked I was at two hundred four. So I just got to essentially I just got to bring it down to two hundred and it can easily lose you know the other two and a half pounds before weigh-ins no problem. You um, should have no problem with that. Yeah. No, I. So, Paul I keeps giving me shit for not eating enough carbs. So. <laughs> yeah, as he should. I you... swear I'm trying. Like, 200 grams of carbs is a lot of carbs for for me. Like, I go all day. I'm, I'm just on my feet all day, and I know it's not a fucking excuse because people do it all the time. But you know, you know, you know, you know what would fix that? You're on your feet all day, but you could be eating that that you be getting. It's uh, some timbits. You're just fucking this. Have some tidbits. 
See, I don't think those would be approved by Paul. <laughs> well, he said, he said more carbs. I'm not even so, allowed to have waffles after weigh-ins, okay? Say what? I'm not even allowed to have waffles after weigh-ins. What the fuck, Paul O'Neill? Waffles <laughs> after weigh-ins. But if I PR, I'm allowed to eat whatever I want. So, And I'm like, bro, that's a given. Duh. Yeah, like, no shit. Why not? What's wrong with waffles after weigh-ins, Paul? He, I don't know. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm trying my fucking best to like eat like a hundred more calories and carbs a day. And it's just like, yeah. oh, this is a lot of food. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, this will be the first time that like I, I worked fucking hard to fill out my weight class and I just want to walk in like one six, at least like 164 right there. Because yeah. I don't want that stress. It's like, oh, oh will yeah, I make sure. it or will I not? For sure, for sure. I understand that. Um, yeah, and you won't have to worry about it, I, I think. And like that's and that's the thing. Whatever your nutrition is, I do think it is when, like, especially during prep, like, yeah. I'm, I mean, I, I, we joke about the Timbits, but really, you know, it is true. Like, we want the best nutrient-dense food exactly. for you. It, it is when it counts. Like, we're going for the platform. The platform is when you're like, that's when the singles count, you're getting judged, you want to feel yeah. your best, you obviously need to be mentally there. And if your nutrient fucking chart is all whacked out, you are not set up for success. Yeah, it's just same thing going into meat day. Because um, I know this was a question like, what should you eat? Don't change anything that you're eating. Like if you yeah. have a routine, if you have foods that you eat every single day, stick with that during prep, especially going into competition, because, you know, you eat something that's going to turn your stomach. You could be out for the count for like two training days, maybe a week, maybe you get food poisoning, who knows? Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Like going into competition is not an opportunity for you to eat whatever the fuck you want. No, that's after competition. After yeah, competition. After, you, after you compete, sure. Like you want to, you want to, you know, not track for a week because you've been tracking your ass off for like the last well let's just say year or even throughout prep take a break eat what you want but like yeah. going into competition and i mean we see people bringing crap tons of food with them to a comp like pop tarts donuts cookies and, and it's like granted everybody loves those however consuming huge amounts of sugar is not going to benefit you on the platform you're going to crash you can also have digestive issues yeah just eat what you normally would eat but maybe a little bit more particularly if you have like a 24-hour weigh-in like yeah. we do if you have a two-hour weigh-in that's where yeah. it gets a little sticky yeah i don't understand that that's horrible frankly yeah i'm i would never compete in the ipf just for that yeah so, like, trying to cut weight and then having to recomp in two hours? No, thank you. Yeah, like it's not even, because it's not designed for cutting and recomping. Like they want to try to no. catch you. It's, they're trying to catch you. They're not, they don't want, I don't know. They want to make it harder on you. They don't want you to just like, I yeah. feel like they don't actually want you to succeed that much. I don't <laughs> they just like to make it more challenging. But yeah, in general, when it comes to food, just it's, especially when you're in prep, don't fuck around with food, stick yeah. to what you normally eat because you know it works for you, you know it makes you feel good. And yeah. walking into competition, I would say avoid 
consuming and like like stuffing your face with sugar and high fats you know you want fast absorbing or fast acting carbohydrates um, I, I like to have rice cakes on me all the time because they're easily digestible fast carbs they're not going to bloat you and you definitely want sodium in your system sodium is i mean sodium for any lifter is huge in general like in yes. dietary but yes come meat day like up I've that heard, sodium a little bit for sure yeah like i've heard so many horror stories of people being sodium depleted and they just cramp up oh yeah um, i don't remember who it who it was i think herbie guy's name herbie he's like one of the he's a super yeah. heavyweight guy he, you know and I've, he's always at bosses of bosses i've literally heard him tell a story how he got these horrible cramps going into his squats during warm-up and and because he did have a big cut and he didn't mm -hmm. get his electrolytes and everything sodium as good as it should be. Mm -hmm. And they literally got him like these like medical grade salt tablets and yeah. he just tried to like down them. And that in, it helped him within about 20 minutes, he was okay. And then he followed obviously up with water. And yeah. by the time it came time for platform, he, he was okay, but he in, into, and before that he couldn't even sit down. Um, yeah. So one thing I like to recommend are those like electrolyte tablets that you can get. Yeah. Um, they come in like multiple different flavors. They they sell yeah. them at like most sports stores. Um, I can't remember the name of them, but they're they're incredible. Like honestly, I remember being given one after I went to like a Christmas party, and needless to say, I was so hungover I could not see like five feet in front of me. But I went <laughs> to the gym. And my buddy showed up and gave me one of these tablets. And like within 20 minutes, I felt fucking great. Yeah. So if they can help you with a badass hangover, <laughs> they can help you on meat day. So like those, they're just full of electrolytes, uh, just enough sodium. But like, yeah, making sure that you're consuming sodium, whether it's like in your water, you have um, like Himalayan sea salt is really good yeah. in a water bottle that you're drinking and sipping all day. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And just know where that's at. And especially, you know, one thing I've heard, uh, I've talked to Joe about when it comes to after weigh-ins, when it's come time for recomp, most people try to start eating right away. And he no, made, he made, yeah, you want to hydrate first. Hydrate first. Hydrate first. Again, and sodium is part of that. Because if you don't have enough sodium, water just goes right through you. So it needs exactly. to be So hydrate first. And take your time, like time there. He's like, after yeah. weigh-ins, like the first, like you shouldn't go right to eating. You should be hydrating, and then hopefully within about thirty to forty-five minutes, you can then you can, can eat. I can eat, yeah. Uh, um, and yeah, it's so it's just kind of timing. I think some people go from weigh, like from right from weigh-ins to the fucking pancake house. And they do start eating, but they haven't really like maybe they have some Pedialyte going to the restaurant, but it's still not enough. No, definitely not. Yeah, and um, so yeah, hydrate, hydrate first. Keep hydrated. Keep your sodium up. Um, I was gonna say I, I really like PB and J's. Um, yes, or, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches yes. for sure. <laughs> or I, I get, like I said, Uncrustables, like that's my shit. So be, I remember before deadlifts in the December meet, 
uh, I don't remember even what I ate that was like protein. Like I had like some like food food. Beef jerky is really good. Huh? Beef jerky is really good on meat day. Yeah, like I, I think I had some like food food or something um, easy. Like this was just like some, I don't even remember, uh, like veggies and chicken or something. But yeah. I definitely was like still hungry. And I remember I had like maybe 30 to 45 minutes before warm-up started. And I was like, oh yeah, I had got brought on Custables with me. I had two boxes. Each box had 10. I started eating those and I went through 12 in a row before I finally like was like, oh shit, I, I could probably stop now. I probably don't need to. So I went through a box plus two before, um, you know, uh, before I, I, I stopped. Like that shit, I, I felt good. Like I felt great. Like it's PB and J, like I just was really hungry. So yeah, um, yeah I, I usually stick to like two PB and J sandwiches. Um, like I'll have one. I'm not usually very hungry before squats, but I will always try to get something in. So I'll yeah. have one in the morning um, and then I have one before deadlifts. Before bench, I usually don't really need much, but I'll have like a piece of fruit. Um, and then like, like I mentioned, beef jerky is something that I always have on me because again, it's protein and a bunch of sodium. Yeah, no, it's, I, I really, I need to have that. I'm going to have that with me for my meal. That's a good, I always some, for some reason, forget about jerky and I, and I really shouldn't. Um, because yeah. for those that reasons, yeah, it's protein, it's sodium. It's easy to like, kind of just chew on. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it, Th things I would avoid, I would say like definitely too much sugar, uh, too food that's too high in fat. Yeah. Um, and really you just, you want good fast acting carbohydrates, um, food that isn't going to make you crash and a decent amount of protein to help get you through the day. So like it, it slows down, down the digestion of carbohydrates a little bit. So you're not, they're not yeah. rushing through your system and causing you to crash. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You definitely need the protein. Like you need unopposed carbs um, yeah. to help. Um, but also, yeah, like you said, you don't, you can't have just, just protein either. Cause otherwise you are, you will be sluggish. Uh, yes. And that's not fun either. No. Either. Um, and then, you know, with that, but as long as you have that, and then I think getting into the mindset part of it, um, what, like, what do you like to do the night before and then like morning on? Uh, <laughs> I'm usually a wreck the night before. Like I, I am a very nervous lifter. Like, okay, maybe not nervous, but I, I, even like weeks out, I start to think about, and I really need to stop doing this, but I think about things that like, I don't want to happen. So failing attempts, et cetera. And that gives me straight up anxiety, but really I try to just envision the day. I, I envision my opener. I know that's going to go smooth and like, obviously getting sleep is incredibly important. Um, yeah. so for me personally, like after weigh-ins are done, like the work is done. It's easy. Like, you know, you put in the work, you're confident with your openers, which you should be very confident with your openers and you have a plan laid out between you and your coach and it's just get your food in, get some good sleep and 
it's tough because you can't plan for the day because anything can happen. You can have like plan A, but plan A can fall through and you got to have a plan B or a plan C. Yeah. So, and, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead, go ahead. Okay, I just like that, go ahead. I was, I was just going to say like really what I do the day prior is I just, quite honestly, I don't think a lot about it um, because if you're someone that gets in your head and can give yourself anxiety, it's best to just avoid yeah. thinking about yeah. everything that can yes. go wrong and more or less just like, okay, the work is done and all I need to do right now is I need to eat and I need to get good sleep. I make sure all of my stuff is prepared for the next day and that's kind of it. Like, oh, I, I 100% agree. That's exactly how I am. Like once the work is done, you don't think about it anymore. Other no. than, yes, you, other than, yes, I need to eat, rest, like just be chill, get your equipment ready. Obviously you do your equipment check on the weigh-ins. Yeah. Um, but just make sure that that's set. Have that way, have, I will have, I basically just lay out the day. Like I have all my stuff, have what I'm going to wear, have like my sweats, whatever I'm going to wear over it, have my spare clothes afterwards. Like just do all that so I don't have to think about it. Exactly. And then, yeah, after that, it's just, I, yeah, I, you don't have to think about that. Yeah, even though it's so ironic and it seems counterintuitive that you don't, it's the night before, but and, you know, you don't want to think about it, but it, you, you don't, like you got all that done. Now you just rest. What I like, I'll watch just like funny movies. Yeah, I, I will do things to like shut my brain off because yeah. like, like I said, you, you, you can have a plan, but you need to have backup plans because like everything, it, everything really does change on meet day. Have your opener set and, but even that can change. Like your warmups can feel like crap and you might need to drop your opener. So just don't think about that stuff. Know that, okay, I have plan A, B, C laid out and I'm yeah. confident with those and I'm going to go into the day and whatever happens, happens. Yeah. And, you know, to like, again, one question we got about, you know, a long, you know, how do you keep mentally there for a long game day? Um, it's you, yeah, you can't, you can't worry about any details. You can only just take one thing at a time. Like you, even when you wake up in the morning, it's like, okay, I'm up, uh, time to shower, time for me to eat. It's like you, like, you just try to keep your mind of, from going off anything that's not in front of you. Uh, exactly. I love game day, even back in my like martial arts days, competition day is my favorite because I was just the most zen. Because like, I don't have to, what, I'm a, what I have to do is already there. Like it's already planned, everything's set up. I don't have to think about that. I can just literally be very present about whatever I'm eating, whatever I'm drinking, when it is time to go check in, when it is time to warm ups, after that's done, now it's time to rest and eat again before warm ups for bench and like, yep. that, you just, just stay present. Be prepared and you know, yeah, be present in the moment because like I've said over and over, things can change. Yep. And it's like the drop of a dime, everything yep. can change. So and you have to, yeah, you have to be able to, like you said, adapt because it will change. Um, yep. I mean, and like one thing for me, and I say it for like all year round, but people should not like, we all have our favorite pieces of equipment, but you should challenge yourself by like going to other gyms, using different equipment yep. because when you go to a meet, you don't know what you'll have. No. Um, you don't know what the warm-up room is going to be like. You don't know what weights you're going to have, what bars you're going to have. Like, 
you don't know. Um, so you have to be able to adapt, like you said, adapt and be okay with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say my biggest thing from my first two meets to my third one in December and a big thing that really helped was during my third meet in December, I had a lot more fun. My first two meets, my first meet, you're nervous. Second meet, like I really want to do well. So like I enjoyed it, but I remember just like in between, like during warmups, in between, you know, uh, the events and everything, like I just was very in my head and serious. I didn't stop to be present. I mean, I was present with my head, but like with the people, um, the other listeners, um, I don't know, there was a lot of good energy there that I could have been thriving off, but instead I just wanted, I was just in my world and I allowed myself to just relax and have fun during the, in December, in between yeah. warmups. Like I'm still focused. I'm still doing what I need to do, but I can joke. I can relax. I can, it, it just, I, yeah. I enjoyed it. I enjoy no, I, under, I, I understand that because I, I yeah. perform the best when I'm like that as well. Like, yeah, I've performed and I've trained in different settings where I'm more aggressive or more dark, but like I always perform the best when I'm in a good headspace, when I'm enjoying the company around me and actually like allowing myself to have fun. And yeah. like, that's something that people forget all the fucking time. It yeah. should be fun. Cause it's that flow state. It, it is that it's like, you need that flow state to happen. And that does happen, you know, cause that is flow state is when you have you know, equal challenge to equal like skill capability reaches like a certain point and you're in the flow state. And when you're having fun or you're present in the event and in, in whatever you're doing, like that's, especially in a challenging environment, that energy of like the fun can really help elevate your state of mind to get, mm-hmm. to really push you just over that little extra edge into that flow state. Um, yeah. And in the, like the book, the, the book by the researcher who, you know, who wrote it, like, you know, he does talk about that. That's why it's like, it's, you gotta, you are focused, you are there. It's not like you're not taking it seriously or you're clowning around. You're just, I'm here. Yeah. I'm ready. I'm, I'm, I I prepared for it. I want it, but like, also cool. I'm here. I'm ready. Oh yeah. (laughs) And like, I really am trying to get in the headspace of like, it's just one. It's just another meet, and two, just treat it as like a heavy training day. You're in the gym. Yeah, I I I think I always say like, oh, it's just another training day, and I agree. But I do like think that, like, that, can, that can help for some. Um, yeah. I, I think it's good, but I do like, again, adding just adding what we just said about like, but it's more fun. It like, is. It's more fun. There, of course, there's a little bit more pressure, like you have reps there. Yeah. Um, but evidently, yeah, just have fun. That, that's really, I would say, the best thing I can tell people because like I get, I definitely get in my head, but yeah. you know, get your opener in like the your squat opener is always the most stressful and one, once you get that done just relax you yeah. got a number you got a number on the board and now it's just time to see what else yeah. you got and I, I do think it's perspective like again like for me i love game day i like having reps there 
I yeah. like I like the validation. Like yes. most people are like, man, I hope I get white lights. But like, yeah, they hold this standard, but you shouldn't be worried about getting white. Like you should, I mean, hopefully you train the standard, but it's like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna sink the squat. I'm gonna hit my commands and pause on the bench, lock out, you know, it's like I like the fact that there are judges there. I like the fact that there are spectators there. Yeah. I, I, it's just, just, just a grand event where everybody's culmination of work, all the lifters, yeah, training, absolutely. all the reps trying to you know, be there, wanting people to succeed. Because dude, good reps want you to succeed. They're not trying to cheat you. Um, exactly. I, I mean, there are some who are really fucking hard asses, but for the most part, good reps are, are lifters or past lifters. Um, yeah the meat director, the gym, like they all put so much time into this event for yeah. everybody to show up. Like that's exciting. If in that energy is really good for you, if you let yourself tap into it. Absolutely. I think. Um, so yeah. And, and then of course uh, we should cover, so let's start with prep drugs. Like look what it looked like for like a cycle and then game day. Ah, uh, okay. Well, I mean, everybody, again, everybody's going to be taking different drugs for myself. Um, I've just ramped up my Anabar. Okay. So I will be, I usually cycle at 10 milligrams. Um, I'm now at a full 20 and I will take that into competition. Uh, four weeks out, I'll start Halo 10 milligrams. Yeah. Nice. Um, I'll increase my growth a little bit just to ensure that, you know, all my tendons and ligaments are keeping healthy. And on meet day, I, I do check drops before each lift. Right. So yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Um, like it's depending on what you're taking, depending on the toxicity of it. Um, like Halo, you don't want to run for more than at least four weeks because it is very yeah. toxic. Yeah, and exactly. yeah, uh, that's it for me. And what about yourself? So I think like for myself and like what I know of like, you know, for a guy cycle, especially with injectables. So, mm. I mean, I was running, you know, low cruising when I was in off season. Once I got into my 12 weeks out, I did go into more like prep dosage. So I went from like 225 a week of test to um, 360 to 380 a week. Okay. Um, and then I also added in the Mastron and NTP. And so, and I've been keeping the Mastron about um, 120 to 140 a week and no more than 90 to 100 of the NTP. Um, right. So not a lot. And a lot of guys, people will run a lot more of each. Um, but of course I, I like less is more. And so that's yeah. the, the weekly stack. And I pin three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, um, and carry that into the meat. And um, so that's what it is, just letting that, those compounds build and to um, you know, have your body adapt to them. Um, it's definitely, I, I do like that. The only thing that I think will change as closer I get is probably a little bit more Masteron. Because originally like yeah. the stack that I like worked out was the 200 milligrams. Um, per week, um, but I kind of, at this point, so I basically pin a CC every, every time I pin, because it's okay. point, point 0.3 of the Sustanon, point 0.4 of the Masteron, and then point 0.3 of the MPP. 
So it comes out to like one CC. And that's, I mean, a lot of people will do way more per pin, but if I'm trying to pin three times a week, the, the, the more in the barrel, the harder the pin. Like, right. yeah. it, you know, so I even considered like, oh, do I want to go to four times a week and try to like split it up? But um, the way the numbers look like, even if I split it to like four times a week, it'd still only be like a 0.7. So it's like, mm. it's not that much less. Um, because those higher like compounds like MPP and Estron, they're 10 milligrams per milliliter, as mm -hmm. opposed to like my sustenon is 40 milligrams per milliliter. Um, so you have to take more of it to like, you know, get more of it. And so that makes it a little harder. Um, for actual game day, I haven't done anything uh, or I've like, you know, I've used, I don't, I haven't used Halo yet or check drops. Um, I have considered Proviron for the last, I think if I, if, um, if I get some for like the last few weeks into the meet day, mm -hmm. um, that's probably what I'm considering. And so uh, I've looked into that um, just for the help, the extra, like we talked about Christina, like the extra absorption, right? And like that you get from it and like it just kind of helps optimize everything. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, so that's, that's what I'm looking at for, for going in is just keeping with what I have, maybe go up a little bit on the master on and then maybe adding the provider in. Um, a couple common things that I see like going into meat, um, are Andral and, uh, test suspension on meat day, or yeah. like a lot of guys will use uh, suspension on like a heavy lift day as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, like the... Uh, that is one thing I've considered is test with you no, know, like essentially just like the word T test. No, oh, I've even considered suspension. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I mean, it, it processes through the system so fast that the side effects are pretty. Are, you're like, no. Yeah. Like they're exactly. very minor, if non existent. So I don't think I'm going to change anything going into Shell Shock. I think I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing, uh, take Halo and check drops because I know what both do for me. Um, yeah. And then moving forward, I will play around with other things. Yeah. Yeah, I want you to, like, I mean, I have considered Halo. I don't, the toxicity that does come with it, even though I know you, if you just do it for a short amount of time, it's always like, eh, it's always kind of like bug me a little bit. Um, and, you know, the check drops, since you brought it up, I have like been more curious about. Um, and then, yeah, Proviron, I've really been wanting to try that Proviron and then the T and E, the, no, the suspension are the yep. ones, the two that I've really had more like inclination towards. Mm -hmm. um, also Mint, I mean, I probably won't, but Mint is known to be really powerful, very fast acting. It's very potent, so you have to be really careful, but um, yeah. So if going into this, I think just Proviron, um, or yeah, the suspension, um, if I can get some, uh, good quality, I will, I would consider that for the heavy days. Right. Um, to just to have that little extra boost, um, when it's appropriate uh, for that. So, um, so that's kind of what the cycles, yeah, I think cycles look like. Um, but definitely, and we've said it before and I, we've heard stories. Yeah. Don't give if you're gonna add anything like again like if i do add provider anything it'll be with at least four weeks in 
Yeah, um, it's just not, like it's just like with food. Don't play around with anything in prep that you don't really know what it's gonna do to your body. Um, yeah, that's what that's what all year is for, like your off season. If you want to play around with things, play around with things maybe in your off season. And like I I just wouldn't recommend messing around with something completely brand new in yeah. prep or going into a competition because you have you have no idea what it's gonna do to you, how you're gonna yeah. react. So yeah. yeah, yeah, and you, and then the last thing you want is for a really good prep, and then something to like happen because you ate something you shouldn't have, or you took a drug that like fucked you up. And I, yeah, like I, I, I've literally heard stories from Scott from people that he's seen like were offered. Um, he saw a guy be offered actually meant um, that he'd never tried before hmm. on game day. And the guy was like, okay, cool. And he had never tried it before. Right before his fucking squats. Nope. Like, <laughs> Bad news. The guy was like, oh, like, that sounds great. And again, like, whatever, the lifter was very persuasive. And fucking just, like, gave the guy, like, some cash and, like, took a point two of men. Like, and, and it over, it, it, like, fucking, like, it whacked, it kind of twacked him out. Like, he wasn't used to it. It was so potent that it, like, he, uh, I remember like Scott telling me like the guy got like really like red and like he was too amped up and yeah. they, and they like had to like, he, I think he got, I think he like missed his opener just cause it, he like jumped a command. They went up anyway. Uh, and I think he got his, I think he got his second and his third, but yeah, he missed his opener strictly off of just jumping command because he was just too wired. Um, so yeah. don't do that. I mean, like, yeah, you could, you can play around with things during prep, like, especially if you get like a good 12 weeks. Um, Cause I mean, if you notice it's not really working for you, just stop running it. But I mean, like if you're going to take a good year off, play around with things in your off season. Yeah. Even like if you have six months in between meets, that's, so that's a long time to try new things and know how they're going to make you feel. Yeah. It's just prep is like, I just, just don't fuck with things during prep. I don't, yeah. I don't change things. It's, it's focused on that end goal, that meet yep. day. And you want to, you want to have a good prep, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. And consistency is what makes any, anything and you get any results for anything exactly. consistency and for your prep to be successful. It also has to be Zen like, like, honestly, like you have to know how to be a monk. You have to, know how to say no to things like you want to go out to friends you can go out with them plan on either eating beforehand or like you know what you're going to eat like you can eat there but they want to get fucked up sorry i got heavy squats like you can't be into peer pressure um you have a goal if you want that goal like the sum total of your decisions in that 12-week period is what's going to give you is what you is going to reflect on your game day. Um, and I do think that people should, you know, we did say like have more fun, like enjoy it, um, respect the refs. Yeah. Like, like the, if you respect ask the refs, everybody you know, that volunteers their time for that day. Yeah. And, and for God's sakes, always remember to fucking thank them. Yeah, thank them. And if they give you something, like, 
Or if they do red light, you ask, fucking ask them. Hey, ask why? why? You, exactly. Why? It, it, it's a learning experience. Yeah, yeah, why? What would you have liked to see to give me a white? Like, not just why, like, oh, depth. Okay. Was it, it, it like, I know depth is like, you're like, oh, go lower. But like, what, like, how high? Was it like just a little bit more? Was it like, you know, you were really high? Was it like, hey, look, you know, like you put, like, push your hip back too much. Like, most judges will can give you like much more of an explanation other than just like eh. um you know or if you don't want to like have your handler do it like i know other people like their handler will be like hey what was the red light for and like they'll can communicate with them like how just communicate with them um to do that you know um like i remember i even got i think um my second attempt of my first meet i got red lighted by the side judge and he was like, you didn't lock your knees before you got your start command. He's like, you, you gotta be fully locked out. Be, and I just, I didn't realize, no one had actually told me that rule. And I Well, I from my understanding, they shouldn't be giving you the start command until your knees are locked out. Right, but the front judge's view, it may have looked so fine, yeah, but I guess the your side knees were locked, whereas the side judge did not, so. Yeah, exa exactly. Um, so, it's so he just so like yeah, the guy was just like yeah just make sure that you like just just do that just remember just remember just always have it locked out and, and you'll be fine it's like it's all you know have all of your lockouts for all your lifts just fucking just keep that in your head and yeah. you know so that way we can see your intention yeah like, so we, oh, we had some controversy with that up here which is why i was like well why are you getting that why are you even getting the start command because like last year shell shock there was a bit of controversy with you know lifters getting the start command and then getting red lighted on soft knees at the yeah. start of a squat and it's just like well you shouldn't be giving the start command until the knees are locked out and like that's yeah. where the side judges like they give you the they give the head judge the okay like yeah their knees are good you can give yeah. the start command so yeah. that's where i was like well <laughs> yeah no no that, that's a good thing and also like Yes, some judges are like I. I saw one of my friends. Um, she she competed last weekend, and her third squat looked really good. She had a really good third squat, but she got called for she got red lighted for depth. And she sent me the video, and I was like, "That looks like depth. It looked like she broke depth. Like the crease of her hip broke depth, but like she yeah. literally got three red lights." And she was like, "What the fuck?" Um, at least in the USPA, like here, there actually was for a while, like the judges were fucking too, like they were ridiculously too much. Like they were, you basically had a bottom out. You had an Olympic Ollie style it. And, it's like that with the IPF. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, dude, like it's, I, I, it, it, I, it is, no, I mean, like I said, it is top of the hip crease has to drop below the knee. It's, it's right in the rule book. Your yeah. hip crease just needs to drop below the top of your knee. And you know what's always boggled my mind? Like in our USPA handbook, the way that they show it is they have a, the showing a guy of a lifter and they took chalk. They like have the, the, it shows one picture of someone pointing at the hip joint and it's like the guy's hinging a little bit. And mm. they put chalk around that hinge point And then they have him like on the next picture show the depth. I'm like, why doesn't a judge do that? Like you have usually like in a competition, your head judge, your side judges, there's usually either the director or like another judge who's on, who's like on rotation, he's out. Why not have a, like a judge, an official person 
before the guy goes up, find your hip crease and then mark it with like some chalk, find your hip crease, mark it with chalk before you go up really quickly. That's too much work. <laughs> but it's not, but like, like just be like, oh, hip like hinge, miss your hip crease. Boom, boom, all right, cool, platform ready. Like, that's it. Yeah, but you, you, you can have your handler do that as well or your coach. So right, but like that, that's but, something we practice a lot where we'll draw like your crease with chalk. Well, but if your handler does it, they can be like, well, maybe your handler put it somewhere else. But if they judge, yeah. it's like, this is an official person. So they're not biased. They're I understand, but like, that's another person that they don't want to have working. So, because it, it, again, it, it's a volunteer work, so. Yeah, exactly. But then, but then again, it's just like poke, draw, poke, draw. Like you, you can do it with a sandwich in your hand. Like, yeah. You know, just, just because they don't allow video review, you know, and like no. they, and then, and it's true, some judges, if they make a mistake, but they don't want to like look stupid, they'll double down. Mm -hmm. And like, but, but that's part of the sport. Like you, you still respect the judges. Don't get mad at them. Like no, it doesn't matter. Like, it's, a, it's the thing that happens when you have human judges, like there is human error. And I'm not saying like, you know, they make a bad call, it's an error. But like, you're moving so fast, particularly in a squat, like it can be hard to catch that depth and they're only calling what they saw for a split second, so. Yeah, exactly. Gotta, yeah. Like, it, it's easy to get mad at them, but yeah. they're volunteering their time there, so just let it go and do better next time. Yeah, and, and yeah, and or it's, I mean, it, and that does, Again, it always does come down, like, you really have to do your best, like, be respect, like, hey, you're respectful to the judges, like, before the meet, like, hey, thanks for volunteering your time, um, just be kind. Exactly. They're going to, they're not going to give you slack, but they will look at you with, like. They'll well, look at you in a better light if you don't yeah. treat them like dicks. It, it, exactly. And like, there are people like you, most of them are like, particularly up here, like, mm -hmm. all the reps, judges, like, they're all my friends. Yeah, exactly. And, 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 and it's not that they're going to give you slack, but they will pay attention more. Because yeah. a lot, again, a bad call could be, be like, it's a long day, he's hungry, or she's hungry, and they're zoning out, and they just don't quite maybe fucking see the depth. And then when like their perception comes in, like, ah, oh, I think it, it might have been high. Like they're, they're not good. Like they're always going to opt to maybe red light than to give a call that wasn't deserved. Like they want to mm -hmm. be safe. So yeah, that's also they, why there's three judges. So also true. And you only need two to pass. Um, but if you, if they do like you in a better light, when you go up there, like, Oh, it's that person. Like, okay, cool. Like I'm ready for this. Like it yeah, just, I'll pay a little bit more attention to you. Yeah. And again, they won't give you slack. But they at least will no. give you. The no, we're not saying suck up to the refs or judges. We're, yeah. we're just saying don't be a fucking dick to people that are volunteering their time so you yeah. can step on the platform and hopefully have a good day. Yeah, but if but it but it is true that if they like you because you're a good person, they will give you their best, and they are yes, giving absolutely. everyone their best because it is a volunteer thing. And that's why they're doing it. But again, it, it, I'm so, like everyone knows anyone you like, like the person's cool. Like I'm I'm excited to see them with that yeah. attention is different um, yes it's just like they're they're also there to support you yeah it, yeah rather exactly. than just try and try and make your day more difficult yeah but if you're a dick 
they truly they're just gonna be like this guy oh yeah because at the end of the day we're all people and if you're an asshole to those refs they're gonna want to be an asshole right back to you let's just be real <laughs> yeah and like yeah it, it's 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 playing it's playing that you know and and like and that's the thing like our sport actually does have strategy both like being kind to refs just so they pay give you like their full attention uh like knowing attempt selection, if you are, and it does come in when you're the higher percentile, but like knowing how to like push attempt numbers, but then change them like right before you go on to like make yeah. someone else like go higher than they wanted to. Um, like that's, there's actually a lot of like, once you get into the upper echelons of our sport, there actually is some pretty crafty like strategies to like psych people out. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So like that, we can use that to kind of like head on into I'd say maybe like one of the last ones is attempt selection. Um, yes. That varies per lift, in my opinion. Um, and I think most people would agree with that, depending on, you know, what lift will depend on the jumps that you can make. Um, yeah. Typical with squats that I've seen is like 25, 30 pounds. Yeah. So if you're, if you're in wraps. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would say I would say that's like twenty to forty pounds uh, for wraps for like guys or like the average. Yeah, if you're if you're in sleeves, like I wouldn't make 20. such big jumps. Yeah, 20, 20, 20 pound jumps. Like um, yeah, ten to twenty pound jumps. Yep. So in training, um, try to add like ten kilos, ten kilo jumps. Yeah. And bench, you want to make smaller jumps. Yeah. Knowing, knowing like how, how you respond to as the weight gets heavier. Yeah, like I, I, I've never made more than um, like a five to 7.5 kilo jump. Uh, yeah. 10 kilos is quite a big jump. Uh, the, the biggest jump that I have made in competition is just a five kilo jump. I've made yeah. five kilo jumps between my first to my second, second to my third. Um, but you have to know like what you're capable of. So that's definitely practicing how you're gonna play. So doing yeah. that in training. Exactly. And, deadlifts are kind of like you can kind of go both ways yeah it you know it depends on what you want and what you're going for and what you have left in the tank um yeah. so one of my favorite things when i learned like again this goes for warm-ups just in training too but also it does go to temp selection is is how much you jump so like so like today i'll use like my squats for example uh bar 20 uh 45 plate 45 plate 45 plate bar being 25 kilo squat bar 45 plate and then um my top set was um 410 so it was a 35 and a two to get there so i did yeah. bar one plate two plate three plate and then my 35 and a two and that was my top set like yeah. um so that's so i mean that's 40 that's so um 90 pound jumps and then my my top sets were only um 70 70 Five pound. It was a 75 pound jump to my top set for after my third plate there. So I went 90 pound jumps then 75. So your top sets going into should always be the smallest jump. Like from your last warm up to your top sets should be the smallest jump that yep. you make. Um, because a lot of the times if you make, you're making, like you said, 10 kilo jumps and then all of a sudden you do a fucking 30 kilo jump that's like, even if you could do the weight, you could kind of shock, like it's kind of a shock to your system. Yeah. You have to acclimate. 
Yep. 10, 10 kilos, I'd say like for squats is a pretty good place. So you, your last warm up is about like 10 kilos under your opener. Yeah. Um, and then you make your temp selection from there. So maybe another 10 or 15 kilos. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. yeah. And, warm up and, wise, yeah. like for myself, I usually, I usually go plate or bar plate, um, because I use kilos. So 25 kilo, and then I'll go up to 90 kilo, um, 115, uh, 120, 125. Cause like then we're peak getting up to like 85%. And this, this is like in sleeves. Yeah. Um, once I get to say like 130 kilos, then I will start making smaller jumps because that, yeah. that's when I get, that's when I'd be getting into wraps. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and yeah, that makes sense. And, and there is a delicate balance, especially during meets of like how many warm ups do you want to take? Yep. Uh, and then it meets it's timing. Like if you do two, all your warm ups and then you have fucking fucking 20 minutes before you're on the platform, like that sucks. Um, you want like the way I like always timed it with Scott is the last warm up happens hopefully about 10 to 12 yeah, 10 minutes. minutes. I'd, say, I'd say about 10 minutes before you are yeah. up on the platform. Yeah, I, so. I'd say we, we probably should, usually we average about 12, about 12 minutes out from last warm up. Um, yep. from, being, from being on the platform from after last warm up. Um, and then first warm up starts. So essentially, first warm up starts um, 35 minutes. Prior. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I usually start warming up one about half hour. Yeah. I think that, again, I think that's good because then you're getting, because yeah. he likes me to take um, first warm up, five minutes in between, second warm up. 10 minutes, 12 minutes in between, third warm up, uh, 10 minutes, and then last warm up is about 12 minutes out. So it's like it, it, we time it that way. Um, yep. So, so that right there, like if I did that, that right there would mean I'm taking one, two, only four warm ups. So only in the beginning would I have maybe have, if I wanted one more warm up set, would be somewhere obviously in the very beginning. Because mm. um, I do think some people can tire themselves out either in training. Or uh, like in the meet, doing too many warm ups because that's Take still energy. energy. You're extended. Yeah. Um, so it's just a matter of again getting down to those smaller jumps to where you want your, you know. I think like uh, for squats for my December meet, my opener for my squats was three eighty seven, mm-hmm. and then I did. No, I'm sorry. My opener was 391. 391. And then I did like 417. And then 428 was my third. Um, And my last warm up was, I want to say, 370. Mm. 375, I want to say. Yeah, I think it was 370 or 375 was my last warm up. It's tough right now because, like, I have no idea what I'm going to open at. <laughs> so like I, I, after you take so much time off from the platform, you have no idea where you're at. So yeah. um, like what I want say for squats, it's like, I, I really have no idea where I would open. I mean like the end goal is 375. Yeah. Um, so ideally I would want to open at yeah. three, um, 
well, kilos wise, I'd want to open at say like 150 yeah. or 145. Okay. Yeah. Three, 375, I believe is 165 kilos right around there. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. That's about right. Yeah. It's, it's right. I, I think it's either 10 or 15 more kilos than my heaviest wrap squat, which is 155 kilos. So 341 pounds. Yeah. Um, so at that point, like I would get to, I'd probably warm up to like 300, maybe a little less in sleeves. And then I would wrap up at like, actually I might even wrap up at 300 and then jump to like 140 for another wrapped warm up, and then you're ready for your opener. So if yeah. you're competing in wraps, I, I typically like to get in two wrapped warm ups before I get on the platform. Yeah, I, I think for yeah, for me, it's it's going to be about also one to two. I think it just depends on like where your like raw cuts out, you know, and like where you're where that's going to be. Yeah. So like right now, we haven't pushed my raw squat to max it out. Um, the heaviest I've done raw is 133 kilos, which is just under 300 pounds. Um, I wouldn't stray away from saying that my sleeve squat is probably around 140, 180, 45 pounds roughly. Yeah. So maybe like 315, 320 ish. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. I have no idea. I really don't. Um, because the only time we've pushed my squat is under volume. Yeah. So we've never just worked up with singles. Yeah, well, that would be fun to find out. Yeah, but these are all, these are all like, um, all my squats have been pretty much sleeve PRs. Um, yeah. I hit 300, 303 last year in like a light weightlifting wrap because I didn't have sleeves. So technically all of the work I'm doing right now is they're all PRs. Yeah. Which is pretty fucking cool. Like, honestly. Yeah, I'll feel better once I can actually squat over 300 in sleeves. <laughs> um, um, I know. Now that I've got like the confidence back. So, but I, I can foresee myself hitting that in prep. Um, but regardless, moving on to bench, like, what would you say? Five kilos, 7.5 kilo max for. Yeah, I, I would. So, like, like, right now, like doing bench work, um, I'll do bar um 20 kilo plate um and actually like i like my, i've been working about like 245 so like my last bench day but it was like 245 so it was i did bar um 25 plate and then 20 20 plate and then i added a two and a half on each side for my working yep. set and for those that red plate and then the blue the blue plate there was only like there were only like two or three reps uh, like two reps actually, because my top set was sets, pause, triples. Um, and I think the rep count in your warm ups is important. Like I don't, maybe my very, very first couple of sets will be like two or three. But after that, I usually keep it only one or two reps. Mostly yeah. Just, oh, yeah. just singles, especially obviously like for me, like don't be fucking doing like even, even medium weight doubles or triples. Like you just fucking pull one or yeah, no, I'll, I'll be straight through. So like, even with squats, I'll, I'll put that first plate on and like, I, I'll do five with one plate. But then after that, it's I'll go 
three, three, two, two, and then singles. Yeah. And with bench, it's, uh, so I'll put 65 kilos on the bar. I'll warm up with five and then I'll go 75 and then I'll, that, that'll be a triple. Uh, and then I'll build up, like once I get to 80 kilos, I'll start, um, I start making like smaller jumps. So I'll go 75 to 80 kilos. I'll do doubles or a double. And then I make about five kilo jumps from there. So double and then single, single, single up until. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, the, the, the biggest jump I've made is a 75 jump. Yeah. And, and that's, and that's the thing, like, and I'm the same way, like I can't handle too big of jumps. Like really like. Bench is interesting though. Cause like you can add two and a half kilos and it can staple you. Uh-huh. No, you know, exactly. Like if you're not ready for it or you're somehow out of like your legs and your back can help you through some sort of misgroup yeah. and squat and, and pull. But if you're, it, it doesn't work that way for bench. So. And then like what's pretty typical is that you will, you can make a bigger jump from your first to your second and then your second to your third, you'll make a bit of a smaller jump. Now, of course that varies on the day and how you're feeling, but uh, that, that, that's pretty typical. You make a smaller jump between your second to your third. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then like, so you really just have to know what you have to, what you can handle. Yep. Um, and again, again, it's just like, even if you could there, if you jump too big of a gap too quickly, even if you could get the weight, that shock to your system to just mess with you. Exactly. So and then yeah. moving on to deadlifts, it's like, it's the last lift of the day. You're tired. So like warm up wise, I always go plate hundred kilos, yeah. um, 115 kilos, 125 kilos. Uh, and then 300, which is 137 kilos. And then I make about 7.5 kilo jumps from there, maybe 10, but not really. I'd, I'd go like five, seven, five roughly depending on like how close I'm getting. So after I'd say about like 80%, 85%, I start making smaller jumps. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's, that is a safe way to go. And as long as you're not you're getting towards like whatever goal you're hitting or your top set or for the, or your attempt selection yeah. and you're not. And again, don't be fucking repping it out. You just hit one clean um, with command. Like I do with command for bench in the warmups. Once I get my, probably about my like second or third warmup after that, then I add the, someone just to give me a start and press and rep. Right. Cause yeah. just to have that. But bench is definitely helpful to have those commands. And then for, you know, squad, it's really important. Like the rack command is the most important. People always fucking miss that. So yeah, when you finish that squat, like typically with my clients, I will yell wait. So they hear that, wait at the top until they give you that rack command, and then your squatters will guide you to the rack. Yeah. And and man, I, I remember I saw this one kid get his third squat. And he was so excited that he got it. He literally just started leaning into the rack. No. And he fucking got red lighted. It was like, like, like yeah. he got up. He was like, yeah, boom. But yeah. Like, so it's, it's like for that, it's best to like wait until the bar gets to the rack and then you can sell it. Yeah. 
Because <laughs> like it's very exactly. easy to get super amped up and miss commands. You need to listen. So like I said, that that's why when I'm on the side for my clients or I'm in the crowd, like I always yell, wait, always. Yeah. Yeah. The, like get like they will put like once they say rack, your spot, like you like you said to start the bar's gonna put you in there. So even if you don't hear them, they'll put you in there. Like yeah. so you just fucking wait. Yeah, Lock you have multiple out. people listening for that command, not just you. So yeah, exactly. They because they want to make sure you get in safe, and then they also want to change the weight for the next yeah. guy. So and then like, with with bench, uh, there are definitely some federations that don't that don't have a start command. Um, most do, but yeah. there are federations that don't. Um, but what I like, I typically like to tell my clients to always hold it at the top. Another good thing to hold like hold the weight over you is to allow the weight to settle. You're gonna have a much better retraction and you're gonna be much tighter under that bar. Yeah. Um, and then say you don't have a start command, you, you can wait until you're ready, but always practice holding that weight at the top, whether it's before you start the lift or yeah. after. Yeah. And um, oh, also one thing is if you're a lifter who arch like lifts their butt up to unrack even with a self handoff um make sure that whoever's handing it off to you they don't step away until your butt is down i right. actually saw a few people where they got the handoff their um the hand the guy doing the handoff stepped back and the front that front judge actually couldn't couldn't tell that their butt was not like was not finished coming down and gave the start command and even though the lifter did not actually start the lift until their butt was down they the side judges gave a red light because they the gave a start command when the start command was said so even though he didn't begin until the butt was down it it still didn't count so it, it's just a little thing so make sure that if whoever's handing you off that if you know them, tell them not to step away until your butt's down. Yeah, so you, you need them, to you need to give guy like guidance to your the, hand, the person. person you have handing off. Yeah, and if you don't, yeah, if you don't know them, like fucking, you communicate with them or just yeah. be really responsible for your ass. Like, <laughs> be watch, be responsible for your ass on bench. Like, yeah. Um, uh, finally, going into deadlifts, like yeah. the commands are very simple. Yeah. Wait down. for the down command. <laughs> the, but make sure you lock out, make sure yep. you're locked you're knees, hips through, yep. hold it at the top. Yep. And, and that's really it. I mean, obviously deadlift, the jumps are bigger. Like I go by plate. I go fucking 25, 25, 25. And depending if I'm going heavy, I'll put on a 20. If I'm not going heavy, it'll be 15. Mm -hmm. and, you know, from like, depending from there. Um, you know, uh, but I also train that way. And like, and yep. you know, and that's the thing. And again, your training should dictate how you operate in meat. Exactly. You make certain amount, like certain jumps during training, try to do those during the meet. Yep. It, you know, um, I wanted to be able to actually be able to make bigger jumps in the beginning and then make them smaller, like and whatnot, but still be able to do that. So I do actually start training that way. Like I used to be able, I used to do plate, plate 25, two plate for, um, for deadlifts, um, like all that. Or for bench, I used to do 
um, bar 25, plate, plate and 25, um, that then if I got like I there's a lot of warm-ups there and but I wanted to be able to both conserve energy and, and but get the warm-ups so it's, it's that trade-off right okay uh um, so yeah that's that's a that's a fucking neat well why don't we end the show with our or the episode with um what our goals are <laughs> yeah um go ahead you go first Oh God. Okay. Um, well, I mean, of course I have number goals. Um, bench, I want 220, 225. Like that's kind of yep. what I'm striving for. Um, uh, you're going to have that. In a perfect world, I'll total a thousand. I, I, I don't know if it's going to be there. Um, cause that, 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 that's a big jump in total over a year's time, but I I'm starting to see that it's not impossible. Um, yeah. So like big goal would be a thousand pound total. Um, that yeah. would be 140 pounds on my total in a year. Um, I've already added 40 pounds to my total. Yep. I know. So, That's pretty cool. Yeah. In off season, most of it comes from bench. <laughs> But like my bench is definitely blown up. Um, deadlift technique has gotten a million times better, so I can foresee myself possibly pulling four hundred five. Um, yeah, I really can. And squats, like if I can get three seventy five, that that's a thousand pounds, man. Three seventy five, two twenty, four hundred five. Yeah. So I'm putting it out there. Um, that's 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 the big goal. But at the end of the day, I know I'll PR my total and that will excite me enough because I know from there I'll have a thousand plus at the next meet. Yeah. So say those, those goals again. So squat. 375 squat, 375. 220 bench yep. and 405 deadlift. So those yep. are at, at the end of the day, a thousand pound total. Yeah. Yeah. That would be, or just a little so, over, right? Like. A little bit over. So really what uh, I am 341, I am 34 pounds away in my squat. I am 10 pounds away in my bench and uh, what am I away in my deadlift? I think I'm you got that three, you, you didn't fully lock out, but you got because that, like, what was it, 375? So now that we've adjusted my technique, I know that 170 kilos would have been there. Yeah. And that so, I, I, technically, with, with deadlifts, I'm only 12 and a half, I'm only 12 and a half kilos away. Yeah, yeah. I, and, like, you still have fucking... I have 11 like, weeks. 11 weeks. And, like, 30 pounds... 10 pounds, let's just round up and say 20 pounds on well, what's, that. What's 12.5 kilos? 12.5 kilos is like around 20, 22, 25 pounds, roughly. Whoops, 25 kilos? So, uh, no, I have uh, 10, 12 and a half kilos to go for a 400 deadlift. Oh, uh, 12, 0.2046, uh, 27.5 pounds. 
Yeah. So like, because I, I use kilos up here like that, that's not a lot of kilos. That's no. a five and a five and a one, two, five on each side. Yeah. Like it's that, no, that's not a lot. That's not, no, those, those aren't huge. Like, that like, 170 that yeah. I pulled moved fucking fast. And yeah, that it did. would have been there if my position had been better. Yeah. So, and, and like you, that lockout part was literally just like your hip there. and shoulder. I just needed to get my fucking ass through. Yeah. Like so, that was, that was it, but it was yeah. there. So you peaking, like, like peaking and then, and then taking the deload to get your fatigue down and then showing yeah. up on meat day. Like. I don't, I don't, at, the, at this point, I don't think a thousand pounds is impossible. No, it would be, that, and it, no, it would be an incredible no. feat for a year, and I'd be exponentially like very proud of myself. But I mean, like, I'm not gonna be mad if it's not there. That's no, just that's a huge goal for me. For sure, but I, 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 I just I know it's there. It's just all the work is pointing there, and like, yeah, yeah, you know, it so, is. We got eleven, well, just under eleven weeks to bring it all together, and yeah. then I think seeing Chris in September will make a huge difference and I'm very excited for that. Yeah. Um, yeah, like for me, so like my my very first meet, my little my first baby meet, I totaled only a measly nine seventy four. That's like, not measly. That's that's a good first meet. I know people as far like Seth Albertsworth, yeah. his first meet he only totaled like a thousand pounds. Yeah, but I don't know, like for like it was like for a guy like under a thousand, like I was like, eh. Um so I did 974, my first meet, wrap. I'm sorry, sleeves. And my okay. second meet was um, 10, um, what was my second meet? It was essentially, it was, uh, it was like 1025, 10, 1030 mm -hmm. in wraps. So it basically was the same meet, I just had, I got a little bit more out of my wraps. Out of wraps. Um, my, then my third meet in December, um, I totaled, it was, um, so was it? it was like a 428 squat. I, I know, I would know it. I was a 260, 264 bench, and then 468, 11.63. Um, was my uh, second. And then in my mock meet in May, because my meet got canceled, that was um, 12.45. Okay. So I had, so minus 11.63, that about an 82 pound increase from my December to the mock meet in May. That's big. Um, a big job. Yeah. It was almost, and I honestly, it could have been, it would have been a little bit more. I was gassed. Like I had doubled 525 in my pool. And after my 505 opener, I was smoked. Just, and also I did all three in two hours. I didn't take four right. hours. I did it all. So this time I'm hoping, I'm hoping for, I really would like a 501 squat. Mm. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it'll be there. But uh, I had 470 in May, um, so maybe 
it'd be safe to I, maybe... I would say 501 is probably there you just need 30 pounds yeah like it's yeah it's th yeah it's 31 pounds like 31 pounds and you also weren't running like you have to also take into consideration drugs yeah i, like, yeah, that's I, know, I, know, I know you took some tested you took some, out. yeah right like yeah no it wasn't um yeah and it so yeah there the, the, there is that and i've had more time to obviously build so yeah it's we'll we'll see but let's say just for the sake of like lower argument like 491 um i think that's the one before Mm -hmm. I think is like 491 or 493. 491. Um, hope me. I would like maybe. I got 270 on the bench. Bench has been moving well, but it is never like that. It's been more consistent, but I would really like to just get as close to three as possible. Um, I'm not gonna like give myself too much credit, but maybe if I got like 287, yeah, like would be, you know, something there. So. Plus 287, fucker, 91 plus 287. Uh, and then for pull, I, I feel like I, we'll see how it goes once we start pushing it. But like I got 525 Dulles for a double in, in before, in like before that my mock me, like, like two right. weeks before. And knowing that I can do that, I feel that for maybe 565 is there, like 560, I think the kilo variation is maybe like 568. Okay. So I think that is doable, maybe more. I mean, we'll see what it's been and, and also like and what, and what it'll do, but, but, let's, but let's say 568, um, that'll put me at, if I got 491 and I got, 287 and then I got a 565 to put me at 1346 um, and I need to qualify yeah to qualify at 198 I need um, 592.5 kilos um, 1346 so 592.5 times 2.2046 1306 so I would qualify okay so if that if I do that um, which is my goal. Like that's my goal going into this is I want to qualify yep. for nationals the following year. But, yeah, that would be cool. Cause I really, to be able to go to a national event again, I haven't done something of that scale since I was a kid in martial arts. But you have those numbers. I'm quite confident that you do. So I, yeah, I, I feel like they, like it, I'm going to get closer and like, that's, yeah, that's, you still that's, have a lot of time. Yeah, and and honestly, like the so going up one weight class, the hundred kilo is six fifteen. Um, six fifteen times two point two zero four six is twelve fifty five. So even if I had to go up a weight, I mean, I'm, I'm if I so I was twelve forty five, yeah, so I'd be just under like that. That's why I want the one eighty. Like I'd be. Unless I well, pull you'll, my you'll make 198, no problem. I don't doubt yeah. that. And then you'll get that total and you'll qualify. Yeah. You know, your, your lifts are looking exponentially better than what they were. You know, yeah. you've put in a lot of work and like your deadlifts are really coming along. Sumo, your bench is much more consistent than what it's ever been. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's very fucking true. <laughs> and you're also, you're not squatting with pain anymore. So like, yeah, it's, which is also nice. Yeah. So, yeah, so. No, I, I, everything is, I think, in a good direction, like uh, for both of us. I think we've all, we've both put in lots of work, even through lockdown, even through our own ups and downs. Like we've, uh, we, we've continued to, to, to push. Yep. So I think it'll, it'll yeah. be good to see, yeah, when it's really time. I think we're both going to have a pretty good meet after all this nonsense that's gone on this year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it'll, it'll, uh, I'm excited. To, I'm excited for both of us and we get to share that also. So yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and we got the meat shirts in pre-order. So we have um, eight orders so far. Okay. And we just, need, we just need at least 12. Yes, yeah, so we need like four, or let's just make it a nice five. We need five yeah. more people to yeah. order. Yeah, and any, anything after that is gravy, but just to get like the right price and everything, uh, yeah. 12. Um, and obviously we have both colors, aren't a problem. Um, so I'm telling people 25 US and then 45 for both. Yeah, that's, that's very average pricing for a shirt. Yeah, so. I think so. Um, yeah, so for those who are listening that don't know, um, we have meat shirts available. Um, head on over to the Nerds Who Lift Instagram page and take a look and get at Nicholas or myself if you want to order one. Yep. Um, and, you know, and it's, they're made by Nightmare Muscle, which is a great company. They're great people. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, they're also going to be making my singlet, which I'm excited for. So it'll be good. Very cool. Very yeah. cool. All right, friends. Well, this is fun. Um, I love you. And we'll love you. Yeah, catch you the next episode. All right, man. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.